Well, good morning, people of God. Uh, today we are reading from Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 4, verses 7 to 10. So listen now for the word of God. But we have this treasure in clay jars, so that it may be clear that this extraordinary power belongs to God and does not come from us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be made visible in our bodies. This is the word of God for the people of God. So on this Sunday, we begin a new sermon series. We're uh, uh, titling it Advice from Paul, and we're talking about uh, some of the teachings of the Apostle Paul. And of course, we know that uh, next to Jesus himself, Paul is the most significant person to ever help shape our understanding of our Christian faith. And his letters are a significant portion of our New Testament. But one of the things we have to understand about his letters is that they are kind of like listening, uh, over, overhearing someone's phone conversation, listening in on a phone conversation, because we can't hear the other side of the story. We don't have the whole discussion. We have to try and interpret what was going on at a particular church when we dive into that letter. We don't have the full details in what was going on in that church. But in some ways, it should give us comfort to know that even those churches in the first century faced problems and issues and challenges. It should give us comfort knowing that even if we had Paul himself as our pastor, we would still have issues and problems and challenges. So when we come to this second letter to the Corinthians, we find that Paul has just been released from prison. He's had a time of it with this church in Corinth. And before he goes to visit them, he wants to be able to write a letter and make sure that they're prepared for him and that things may be okay. You see, Corinth was kind of a cosmopolitan city. We could think of it like New York City. It was a, a seaport. It had all kinds of people from around the world coming through this uh, major trade route. And so the people there, the culture there was one where they really thought it was important that people who were in leadership be elegant and eloquent. They thought that uh, the the signs of the gifts of leadership was this kind of, you know, you look like uh, Rock Hudson or Brad Pitt and, and you speak as eloquently as they do. And the problem was the people in Corinth are saying, that ain't Paul. Paul was neither particularly eloquent in speech, his writings are quite eloquent, nor was he an elegant man. 
There is actually a, a second century uh, Christian author who gives us a description of the Apostle Paul. And he was of ordinary height, bald, bow-legged. He had big eyes, a big nose, and a unibrow. You've seen unibrows. Now, this is not the particularly attractive kind of guy you want in a setting where, you know, uh, everything depends upon how the people look and, and how they make their way through the city. And Paul says to them, look, you know, it is not about what lays outside uh, of the person. It's not about how they look. It's not about the service, but it's about the treasure that is buried deep within. Paul is, I bring the message of Christ crucified and resurrected. I bring the true treasure, the power and presence of the Lord Jesus Christ who gives us life, that eternal, that abundant. That, that is the treasure that we seek. You see, you and I as well today, we tend to live on what I would call the surface level so much of the time. We live in a culture that looks at the outside. What matters is the outside. So we spend billions of dollars trying to look perfect. We spend billions of dollars trying to prevent that aging that we all know there is no stopping it as part of the the process of human life. We all think that if we can just look a certain way and have the certain things that our lives are going to be oh so good and everything's going to be just fine and the truth of the matter is we know that never is the case. We can achieve that perfect outside exterior and our lives are still a roller coaster ride. We still have highs and lows. We have moments when we're giddy and the next moment when we're in despair or frustrated or life isn't going so well. We have this tendency to live on the surface and we have the same tendency in our encounters with others. So often we look at someone and make a snap judgment about who they are. So often we look at our lives and we're just looking at the things that, well, what are we achieving? What are we losing? What are we gaining? We're looking at the surface level. And all the time there is this deeper spiritual treasure, this wealth that lies within that is the depths of our real and true life. If we can only dig a little deeper, Look at what's inside and tap into those riches. Now, it's Super Bowl Sunday, so I probably have to have a football story somewhere in the sermon. And uh, you <laughs> remember, many of you, this old movie, Rudy. It's a great movie about this young man from a blue-collar background whose life dream is to play football at Notre Dame. He's from a good Catholic family. They all gather. They watch all the football games. But you see, the problem is Rudy isn't the brightest bulb on the block. He's not naturally gifted intellectually, and Notre Dame is a pretty good school. And not only that, but he's kind of a little guy. He's not a very uh, substantial person to be playing football. And so 
everybody, when they hear his dream of playing football at Notre Dame, everybody says the same thing. Oh, give it up. That's a pipe dream. Look at you. You will never play football for Notre Dame. But Rudy, no matter the challenge that is placed before him, he digs deep into what is inside him. He overcomes his intellectual uh, lacking and finds a way to get admitted to Notre Dame. He gets himself as a walk-on on the team and, and he throws everything he has into what he wants to do despite all those physical external limitations. He has the courage and the strength and the power to continue after what he thinks matters in his life. And of course, at the end of the movie, he gets into the last game of the season for one play and Rudy makes a tackle. Despite all of those superficial things, all of the surface level things that said to him, no, Rudy, that's not possible. You can't do, you can't be. Look at you. He knew that there was some treasure deep inside that could allow him to overcome those physical limitations and to achieve what he really saw as a goal in his life because he knew what lay in the depths within him. That's why Paul says to us, we have this treasure in clay jars. These earthen vessels that we walk around in, you know that they chip, that they get cracks in them, that sometimes a handle falls off, that over time the paint begins to fade, and those uh, vessels are just plain ordinary. Nobody's looking at that thing going, ooh, that's so beautiful. It's an ordinary kind of jar. But did you know that the most important archaeological discovery of the 20th century was the Dead Sea Scrolls at Qumran, where in a number of amphora, jars, just like this one, when they peered inside, they found these immense scrolls that gave us the scriptural teachings in the ancient language. Those ordinary old chipped and cracked jars had preserved these treasures for about 1,500 years. The outside may look quite unimportant. The outside may be nothing to write home about, but inside were these incredible treasures. And so it is that Paul says for each of us, this buried treasure lies right within us. It doesn't matter what the externalities of are of our lives or what's happening to us right now. It doesn't matter what that other person looks like because deep within, underneath the service, is this buried treasure. If you're thinking, gosh, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not smart enough, Paul says, Dig deeper. If you say my life is just like things just keep happening that aren't so good, I don't know what's going on, Paul says, dig deeper. 
If you say, you know, there are all these people out there that I don't like. They, they, they don't agree with my opinion. They're this, they're that. Paul says, dig deeper. Because when we live on the surface level, we are missing the buried treasure, the deep riches of Jesus Christ, crucified and resurrection, resurrected, who is the source of our life, real life, eternal life, abundant life. And it's buried within this vessel made of clay. The last thing is simply this. Those riches are inexhaustible. There is an endless supply of the treasure that is Christ within us. And our job is to give it away in the world constantly, constantly sharing the riches, the buried treasure of Christ. Because when we do, we're changing the world and we're reminding them it's never about what's on the outside. The true riches of the world lies deep within and that spirit of God that gives us life. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.